Thank you very much, everyone. And to all those fellas out there that were just too cool to wave their arms in the Pretty Visitors Chorus, this one's for your girlfriend. Ladies! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Black and White FPL podcast, the off-season. Now, really, what I should be doing on this fine Tuesday afternoon is recording for the upcoming game week, which is literally starting today. But no, we're not doing that. Instead... Oh, yeah, it's double game week, right? No, it's not double game week. It's just midweeks. <laughs> it's just got midweek. Is it? Yeah, it's just... Oh, mid-week. shit. <laughs> One of the boys said it was a double game week. <laughs> it's not a double game week for anyone uneducated. Christ. You. <laughs> but no, I thought it was just... A- yeah, I probably should be recording for the FPL podcast, but no, no. Um, instead, uh, coming at you with an off-season episode. Um, you may remember this from last year. You probably should do, because it was the most listened to podcast from last year. Thank you very much, by the way. And I joined here again with Ewan to do it all over again. How are you doing, my mate? I'm wonderful, mate. The other day when you sent me that screenshot of the R analytics, I was very yes. chuffed. <laughs> uh, obviously, now... Me and you have basically become almost a podcast duo in our own, right? Good to see that. Uh, uh, and I think we we should be looking to we should be looking to tap into that market very very soon into twenty twenty four. It could happen. We could branch out indeed. Um, but yeah, glad to be back. I always like a good year end list video. Uh, I'm working on my own, and I'm I'm very far into that. I finished my album ranking yesterday. 37 albums listened to this year. That video will be out within... On 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 some day this month. It'll be like an important date this month. I'm not sure whether to put it out Christmas Day, Christmas Eve or Boxing Day. But yeah, I just... I'm, I'm happy to be back talking music. Nice one, man. Happy to, happy to have you back, mate. And where can people find those lists in the future? People can find those lists find on the main stage YouTube channel. The main stage, right? It's fucking brilliant. We do festival content. We do music content. Just all sorts, you know? We we don't go too ham on the... Fe- well, we do go ham on the festival content, but not TPD levels of ham. We also dip into the other side, the music content, you know? Fantano-type shit. So if you're into any of that stuff at all, music, live events-related, main stage YouTube channel. We've also got a podcast. Alfie has featured as a guest now twice. The second episode is on its way out soon. Uh, that is called the Main Stage Podcast. You can find that on YouTube and also on Spotify. Yes, That's the thing I've got to plug because the views on Spotify are dire. Mate, you don't get views on Spotify, brother. It just doesn't. No, absolutely, it doesn't happen, man. It doesn't happen. Um, but I, unlike last year, we're not going to have a chat about the Reading and Leeds lineup. Um, that again, you can find that sort of shit on Ewan's channel, and we'll skip past for twenty minutes, twenty thirty minutes of ramble that we had in the last one, and we're just going to get to the meat and potatoes. So I, the best place to start, it's not number ten. We're going to start with some honorable mentions. So. This is for song. Yeah. This is for songs of the year, right? This is this is for top ten songs of the year. If I didn't mention it, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, this is our top ten songs of 2023. Um, objective. Starting with the honourable mentions. Opinion. Yeah, we'll start with some honourable mentions. That's what we're going to do. Uh, okay. You can kick off, mate. You can kick off. Uh, do you want to do you want a couple in one go? Do you want a couple honourable mentions together? Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll just run off. We'll list off the honourable mentions now, and then we'll just get into the the list. Okay. So first one. 
Blossoms were back this year to do list after the breakup. Um, it seems like it's going to be on their new album, which hasn't been titled, but you can pre-order it. Uh, but yeah, to do list after the breakup, what a tune! Uh, it might be their first original tune with a feature. Um, don't quote me on that, but yeah, it's it's just great, lovely bridge. Uh, writing is top tier. Um, my second honourable mention is a personal friend of mine, a girl called Ella. Um, she's got a tune out. She had a few tunes out. She had a massive year this year. Uh, she released a tune called Free, a tune called The Woman, and I think a tune called Close to You. All three have been excellent. Um, she's just hard support in Brookcombe. She's just hard support in Pigeon Detectives before that. Oh. So had a massive year. She also supported Embrace at the Peace Hall. Um, the One of the guys from Embrace is her dad. So that kind of makes sense. But yeah, she's had a fucking sick year and her tunes it's like to say that she's so young, like she's the same age as us. Uh but she's she's fucking excellent. She's been writing with the guy from Circa Waves as far as I'm aware. So yeah, really cool stuff coming out from her. Big ups. Um I've also got Lost by Bring Me the Horizon. I know. Uh, as if that song came out this year. It feels like we've had so much from Bring Me the Horizon recently, but it's hard to believe that, that one even came out this year. Probably they're one of the best songs out of this new set of singles. I think for me, Lost and Strangers are the big two. Uh, if you want to say Amen's the best, that's cool, but you're wrong. Um, but like, yeah, so that's my that's my first three. We've also got Popular by the Weekend off of that bizarre program that he was making this year. Um, another thing that I think a lot of people will have pushed to the back of their minds. Um, my last two honourable mentions are Heartbreak Feels So Good by Fallout Boy, another album that came out quite a while ago. Saw him live, excellent tune, big ups. <laughs> and lastly, I've got a tune that I knew you would write, Alfie, because me and you first heard this song for the first time ever before it was released at Leeds Festival this year for one of the best for one of the best daytime sets I've ever seen at Reddit and Leeds, and that is Declan McKenna with Nothing Works. Mm. All right. Yeah, good um, but yeah, those are my six. And these, so obviously, I'm doing my video on on the main stage channel of top ten songs of the year. I've made sure today that none of the picks cross over. There might be some artists that cross over, but I'm I'm definitely saving my top ten songs for my video. This is kind of my B picks and my. The whole thing is a bit of an honourable mention. What, this is what we did last year for the people that haven't listened for the new ones around. Yeah. Ewan does his own video, but these are just some of the some of his more, yeah. These are the ones that could have easily made it. These oh, all every song on here was on the on my shortlist. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go into mine now. Um, starting off, first one I've got listed here is uh, the Black Seminole by Lil Yachty. Uh, one of the most, one of the wildest projects we saw this year, a psych rock album from Lil Yachty was not expected and the intro on this is uh, yeah and the intro of the black seminal is amazing um i've got perfect by danny brown and jpeg mafia big Off that amazing big 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 big, big. The hose record <clears throat> uh song from an up-and-coming uh uk rapper iniesta flow by names blish you might hear this kind of about tiktok a little bit um but this is a great laid-back chilled um UK rap song, proper great for that. That is a hilarious title as well. Iniesta Flow, yeah, nice. No, one of the, the bar, the main bar from like the, that gets it the title is I'm Iniesta in 08 trying to find out where the space is. 
Yeah, it's a lane, to be fair. Um, it's, it's a good song. It's a great song, to be honest. Yeah, I'm excited to see what uh, he comes out with. He's got another song called Rubicon Mango, which is um, on a li- Rubicon Lychee, sorry, um, uh, which is a great song as well. Yeah, so big up Bliss, man. I might make a song called Rubicon Mango, to be fair. <laughs> um, I've also got a Fall Out Boy song on here, but it's the first single that they released, Love From The Other Side. I just found myself coming back to it the most. It was between literally this and The Closer, the title track yeah. of So Much For Stardust. Um, but yeah, I'd give this one the edge, to be honest. Uh, Dance Now by Joey Valence and Bray. I just cannot stop listening to these lot. Like, every single time these uh, these come on in the playlist, or I've just got a vibe, man. Like, these are full of energy. Um, don't take themselves seriously, and we just need more of that in music, man. And it's just, uh, yeah, these are mint. Um... Bit of a guilty pleasure on here. I've got Dial Drunk by Noah Carhan and Post Malone. Uh, I'm not the biggest country fan in the world, but this song's fucking mint. And it's probably posted. <laughs> I might get framed for. I might get fucking grilled for this. It might be my favourite posty performance from this year, considering he, even though he dropped the full album. Um, yeah, yeah, I might get might get flamed for that one. Um, I've got uh, one from a man, Nate Wants to Battle, To Let Go, the title track of his um, album, Long Awaited After Five Years, for his fan base. Uh, next one, I've only got three more here. I know I'm going on quite a lot. I've got quite a few, to be honest. Um, next one here, I found through the Twitter account State of the Scene, which is a great account if you want to keep up with... Yeah, um, I think I've... I think I've yeah, that if you want to keep up with all the emo, metal, um, goth rock sort of, sort, sort of stuff, if you want to keep up with that, follow them on Twitter. Um, but it's a song called I Fear Only That My Rage Will Fade Over Time by a band called Harm. And a really small okay. song fucking rips. It's, in, it's okay. amazing. Yeah, it's a great bit of like melodic metal. Um, okay. yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, and then these last two, the last two are kind of jokey, but not too jokey. Um, the first one, Krusty Kram from by Cash Crabs and Odwin. The be- one of the best bits of like parody joke music like you will ever hear. It is because yeah. Odwin is an actual producer. He's he's actually got. I don't know if you know this. He's got production credits on three of Trippy Red's recent recent songs. That he did for his Saint Michael um, project, he did the beats for them. That's fucking which I find incredible, to be honest. I swear that song was in your Spotify Wrapped, right? It was. It was in my top one hundred. Yeah, That's <laughs> I, would, I would bump it, man. I would bump it. It's a fucking tune. I'll, it, hey, it's great. It's great. And the fact it's not AI as well. It's just him singing. So yeah, big. yeah. and um, slightly to just piss off Key and McGiven, but also because it's actually a really good song. I've got Dreams by the Snuts, and that one goes out to all the indie fans who don't like change. So fuck a lot of you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was having a go at us because I, I said this song was good. And it's just a good bit of indie pop. It's a great song. Oh, I think I, I think I've seen this yeah, little a, back and forth exchange. It's a great fucking song. It's a bit of a bop. I can't lie. The um, thing is with them lot, like the Rock Revival lot, they're lovely lads. Like yeah, I met no, them. No, no, obviously they are. Yeah, no bad. They're all they're all lovely guys, but fuck me, some of their takes are, are not good takes. The They've got don't like change, man. Yeah, and the thing is, they're like they, they, initially they would seem like very kind of progressive indie people. Like they like Fontaines and Shame and all that kind of cool stuff. But then also like they're bumping fucking. I know for a fact they're bumping Locking. <laughs> we don't talk about. Hey, this is the best list, not the worst list, brother. We do. 
Yeah, I know for a fact they're bumping Lock As in. soon as we see Lock in discourse on the on the timeline, it's it, the floodgates are opened. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Holy shit, man. Okay. Yeah. Let's kick us off. Are, are you, number ten. Kick you off with my number ten. Let me let me take my pick. I'm gonna go with a newer tune for my number ten spot. Um, Houdini by Dua Lipa. Ooh. Come out very recently as a recording this. Um. I, I love Dua Lipa. I think she's mint. Um, and I'd be really excited for like a new project. I think it's been a bit too long. I swear her last one was 2020. Yeah, so it was. I was hoping for one in... I was honestly would have been hoping for one in 2022, but it seems like it's going to be 2024. And yeah, this Houdini tune, I'm really excited about it. Tune's great. The one gripe I, I, I have with this song is the way she says the word Houdini kind of pisses me off. And um, there's just like a weird flow about the way she said, do you know what I mean? She's like, Houdini. and I'm just like, <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Like Ewok. You know what? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but apart from that, the, tu- the tune's unreal. Like it's so good. And it's exactly what I would have wanted to come after Future Nostalgia. I think if we're just going to carry on, I think she's not gone down the route of just borderline doing Future Nostalgia again, but she's almost like brought it forward a few years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean with like the um, just just like how it's how the influence the general vibe sound, of it. She's almost it sounds exactly like a, like a like a future nostalgia B side, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She basically she it's almost like she's taken the nostalgia, and she moved it forward a couple of years, mm-hmm. but it's still kind of nostalgia. But yeah, it's just it's yeah. just she's brought it on a bit. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a cool expansion onto what she was doing. What I will say is that she set the bar very high with Future Nostalgia. So, yeah, yeah. What comes after has to, you know, match it. I am, it. But the thing is, I, I get the feeling that just like culturally, we're not in a place for Dua Lipa to make a bad record. Do you know what I mean? I just can't imagine the scenario in which Dua Lipa's next record yeah. is bad. I feel like she, people love her at the minute. Um, all her music's been good. So I just can't fathom. Mm-hmm. A situation in which she released an album and people go like on an objective level, it's it's a bit shit. And what I will say as well is that pop music, well at least mainstream pop music, is on its arse at the minute. I think apart from like a couple artists, like you know, um, like fucking Taylor, Olivia, Dua, and like Weekend, and maybe like who's bubbling up at uh, the like. It's fucking like big, ass, big pop music is is not in a good music, place right now. Music, but I feel like. Also, I feel like it's in a better place than it was a couple of years ago. Because even like, oh yeah, it's better than like what it was like, like twenty seventeen ish. Like around who was because yeah. like before before Future Nostalgia came out, there was no one, and now kind of Dua Lipa has almost led this kind of new wave of pop music, where it's like her and the Weekend have kind of been at the forefront yeah. of this new era of just making really poppy pop music. Mm-hmm. And I think people were trying to go too different with it and trying to make overcomplicate it. But I think. Dua Lipa and The Weeknd have really led this charge and made like pop music pop again. Mm-hmm. As long as we can just leave Anne Marie behind in 2023, that'll be nice, and then mm. pop music will be infinitely better. I wonder if they know about Anne Marie in America. Oh, I think they do. I think they do. I mean, because she was on him. Um, she's been on like David Guetta tunes and shit. She was on that um, the uh, that Baby Don't Hurt Me because he remixed uh, uh, What Is Love, and she okay. never vote was on that. Um, okay. 
yeah oh my god that that i've not listened to that to album from this year but i was out of curiosity i was looking at album of the year that website and people yeah, yeah. Hate it. it's it's bad there's some the greatest process, web- which i listened to out of curiosity and it sucks it oh, i love sucks. album of the year i think it's it's such a good website I, should probably... I, I know it's I know it's very toxic, but it's so <laughs> funny. Like just some of the reviews are just fucking joke because it's so Brad tasting music yeah, and Fantano I coded. I was listening to a I was watching a video the other day from a guy called uh, the Double Agent who does like music ranking videos and he's he's mint. And he described Album of the Year as a place where Radiohead fans go to <laughs> where you find out what Radiohead fans think of other songs. That's yeah, literally. That's literally what it is, yeah. Um, I'll dive into my number 10. No. Um, starting off, bit of a bang here. Um, these two had one of the biggest rap songs of the year, this year, um, from their little duo EP. Uh, but it is not that said massive song. Uh, I've gone with Trojan Horse by Dave and Sarge. Oh, come on. Yeah. What uh, a tune. When I first heard Sprinter... I was like, this is like, it's Clash, but a little bit better. That's uh-huh. that was the main way that I saw it. I don't think, like, I think obviously when, like, Dave was bubbling up, like, very fast, I think everyone was waiting for that Dave and Storm's collab. And when it dropped Ooh. with, you know, very big disappointment, I think people are waiting for the next big, waiting for the next big thing. Obviously, he's got something with Jack Harlow on the way now. I don't know if you've seen that. With Lyric I've not. Yeah. Okay. But then this obviously dropped with with Sentra's little four-track mixtape, as you could see. It was so out of nowhere as well. Oh, yeah, come out of nowhere. Because we saw, we had Sprinter, and we thought it was like a one-off, like, Dave thing. Oh, I thought it was just a single, yeah. And then the, the, the EP just dropped on midnight, some like, just around a midnight, and, yeah, mm-hmm. just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then, yeah, listen to that Trojan Horse opening that. It might be my favourite Dave song. It might be, like... I, I, there's one on the album that I would put over it, but I'll get into that in my yeah, video. There's, I just think, I just think, with with UK with UK rap and with Dave as with Dave as a whole, I always found him to be a little bit boring, just the tiniest bit. I do get his like whole vibe is very intro. It can be very introspective. You gotta listen to the lyrics and all that. You know, classic like you know, I'm 14 and this is deep type shit. Um, yeah, it's like a. It's like kind of what Kendrick's done, but like the UK version, I suppose, where it is like literally just conscious rap. Yeah, it is kind of like, I was going to say Kids Bop Kendrick, that's just like, that's proper disrespect to Dave. It is just like, Mm. it's like entry level, it's like entry level, like, lyricism for the fans i'm not saying his like lyricism mm. is entry level because it's not by any means he's got some great bars mm. especially on this track but i think just on some tracks he does go a bit too far and he just, mm. it's just like how i made just have a bit of fun for once and this track mm. he really is doing that um he actually sounds awesome to be there which again on sprinter and clash i didn't really see much like charisma or enthusiasm mm. he felt that like he was just there for a payday but mm. on this track especially in that final verse like oh he comes in with some fucking flames like some serious yeah. bars like mate i think across that whole mixtape there's like a couple lines on every tune that really yeah. like and they're always always the dave lines there's a couple of dave lines on all four of the tunes which i think just fuck so yeah. hard because you got like yeah you got like the black card line from sprinter um you know, the and then in like I'm on a, I was on about in like feel like a joker, Nankin, Dallas, Texas, Hold'em, on true. Yeah, I was on about like um 
I was on about like in our 25th birthday where he's like, um, what's he say? He says something about like, uh, I'm Ivan Tony the way they watch my wages, you fat fucker. Yeah. Like that. And it gets me. It's so good. Even, um, even name dropped Ahmad Diallo in UK rap, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, he loves it. He loves yeah. the footy, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does. I think he does overdo it with his footy. Mate, I'm not going to lie. But well, I, I, Diallo, I, I quite like it, though. Ahmad Diallo I, lines a fucking reach. I don't care, right? It's, I don't care. I think he's it's... a fan and he played for Sunderland at the time. It's a fucking yeah. reach. I don't care. <laughs> he's reaching with that one. No, the thing is, it's like, it is. I, I think that's the kind of charm of Dave. You know there's always just going to be some yeah. fucking stupid football reference. It's going to be like, he's almost like, you know how like nerds always got to throw a, like a Star Wars reference in? Yeah. Dave is like that with the footballers. Yeah, exactly. He's like a proper nerd for it. Like, it, I think it's quite commendable to be fair. No, no, yeah, I respect it. I respect it, yeah. I just need like some, I just need like obscure ballers now. Like, can we get like a like a Danny Guthrie bar or something like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know like Slow Tie, you know, God, God, don't really want to mention him. I know he fucking, he named Ryan Shawcross in a line from, <laughs> in a 20, in a song in 2019. I think it was gorgeous, I want to say, yeah. But That's the only totally. reason I can't have this higher than 10 is, is Cinch. I feel like on about 85% of his project, like as a whole, he gets carried. I just... No, the, the thing, the thing for me with like Cent, the way that I, like, I never really took sense seriously. I was just seeing him as, like, a bit of a... Like, you know, like, the epitome of, like, what everyone thinks wrong is with drill? Yeah, yeah. I always thought Sench was that, but I think it really, when this project came out, that was the first time I stopped and I actually thought, okay, I can kind of take sense seriously. He is definitely putting on a better performance than, I think, on his solo stuff, I will say that, but mm. I just think as a whole... I think this, I think is, think whole, like, this is the first time... Movies. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever listened to Sench and gone, you know what, I think I think he fucks, to be fair. I'm not saying it's bad, I just think like Dave is yeah. on the next level. Like on Yeah, Dave's on Dave's level. outrageous on it. He's really good. Um but yeah, comes in at number ten. Um it's definitely higher than I would have had most stuff from um uh what was it? We're all alone us together. Even though I do think it's a good album, yeah. I just think the replay value on that is pretty low. But let's leave mm. Dave for now. Uh number nine, boss, what you got? Uh, my number nine, where am I going to take it? Where am I going to take it? I think I'm going to take it to Paramore. Oh. I'm going to go with you first. Fucking, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a, I think that whole Paramore album, all the way through, is just outrageously good. Like, it, it has no right being that good. And I have one tune which is like an all-time favourite from that album, which is another one that I'm saving. But um, I think in terms of just like banger quality, you first is is the where is where I want to take it. I think it's the biggest like banger. I think some of the lyrics in there are insane. Um, figure it probably. Yeah, they're two very similar songs. Yeah. They're two very similar songs. For me, the thing with you first, the thing that takes it is the line where she's like, "Turns out I'm living in a horror film where." I'm both the killer and the final girl. Final girl yeah. Outrage! I think it's so good. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really all I have in that one. It's just I think it's yeah. like the energy. I think it epitomizes like the energy of that album so well. Where it's like it's not just going all in. It's not just this all in banger, but it's like there's a bit more going on than that. It's like this album is like quiet bangers. That's kind of how I sum up this album. That's how I mean. That's how like a lot of post punk 
really goes because I mean that's, mm. what, that's what yeah. we're diving into post punk and indie rock on, yeah, yeah. on this album. It's yeah. it's subtle. It demands attention in such a, like a subtle way, but it's, yeah, it's but it's still it's still yeah. loud and it's a banger. Yeah, yeah, and like that's not even like it's not even getting on to like how just good vocally Haley sounds across. No, yeah, I think the entire I think sounds phenomenal. like this album has really like because I've always like even in my emo phase I kind of fucked to mm. Paramore like a, a couple of songs here and there but I'd never really delved in it really took me f- this album to really delve into all of Paramore's music mm-hmm. and at this point in my life Paramore quite comfortably slot into my top five bands ever and that's just in the year since this album's released um like, if I had to give you a top five bands ever, Biffy Falls, Paramore now, and then, like, 1975, and then either Blossoms or Catfish. Yeah. But um, I think Paramore quite comfortably slot into that. It's just, like, it's the exact type of music that I want to be listening to, do you know what I mean? No. And I think there's, like, there's no real drama with Paramore. You, you like, no one's embarrassed to say they're a Paramore fan in the way that no, you've got no, a kind of... In the way that you've got to like brace people to be like, oh yeah, I listen to Fallout Boy, and people are like, what are you still in? No, but like, mate, no, but you kind of got... was when I was showing people my Spotify rap, brother. Man, I was no, because like potential dread. Because people would be like, people would be like, oh, like if you talk, if you say to someone like, oh, you listen to Fallout Boy, they're like, oh, so you're you're like an emo, and you've got to explain, no, I just think they make good music. But I feel like with Paramore, even though it's on the surface, it is the same old. It is the same emo shit. Yeah. I feel like there's just like it's more. Cl- it's, just more it's just more. It's just more socially acceptable. Yeah. It's, but I think uh, we're crossing each other over here. I, I think supporting Taylor has helped a lot. Ah, it has hundred percent. Where like now Taylor fans who are like kind of pop girls are just like yeah, Paramore cool. Yeah, and they've not. But yeah, I feel emo like, shit since um no like 2011 almost. Well, yeah, I just think it's a bit earlier than that. Yeah. I just like how chill it is and how easy it is to be a Paramore fan. Yeah, Paramore. That's the one thing that I'm really enjoying. It's so, it's so chill to be a Paramore fan. There's no none of this bollocks that you get with the with a 75 lot. Nah, no drama. But they've got yeah, unconfrontational leading lady who is literally one of the best of this generation. By the way, yeah, like 100. percent the thing is, you can't even deny a Paramore that, like, you can't even deny a Paramore that she is the greatest. She is the front woman of our generation. Oh, 100%. No, she she sits at our table with, like, just, like, the fucking biggest and the best of all time. If like, you think of, like, if you think of, like, she sat with fucking. No, but not even that, but, like, if you think of, like, you know. front women, like, throughout the generations, who, who are the women that have inspired all, like, basically all the other women of that time to, to get on the tunes? So if you think about it, you've got like Debbie Harry was probably kind of in the conversation. Yeah. Stevie Nicks is a hundred percent one of the all timers. I think of Blondie um, as well. Um, yeah, Debbie Harry. That's yeah, Debbie Harry. Shit. Yeah. For, sorry. Fucking hell. So <laughs> Debbie Harry. I think yeah, Stevie Harry, Nicks is is literally like generation. I think she's one of the all timers, like no questions. Yeah. But I think you could kind of have the question about like the girl from the uh, the Cranberries. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sinead O'Connor, you can have like questions about all these, but I think Hayley Williams is kind of now at that status where it's like it's unquestioned. I think she's on that. Yeah, it's unmatched. She's on, she's almost, she's she's past that level of like Debbie Harry and Sinead O'Connor. I feel like she is literally like unquestioned, like 
she's up there with Stevie Nicks as like yeah. the front woman of the generation. I don't think you can like all these girls that are doing the thing at the minute, even like Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, Biba Doobie, all these massive guys, every single him. one, they will state Hayley Williams as one of the first people. Even fucking Uzi has said um Literally, bro. Yeah. Mental. So yeah, that's so I think you've got to come Empire Mine. I uh-huh. I'm, I'm really backing them this year. Yeah, I'm excited for whatever they do next. I don't know how long it'll take, but I just get back on tour, on you motherfuckers, please. Um, I hope, I hope it's not the end. Yeah, no, we need a, we'll have it, we'll have another break after this year as to the will. They'll have mm. another break. Mm. Um, my number nine coming up next. Um, yeah, reoccurring, uh, reoccurring artist uh, from last year's list as well. I've gone with Quadeca and Breakins with a la carte. Now, uh, this is still... This has been recorded on the 5th of the 12th. Uh, Quadeca still has two versions of his Scrapyard series to drop. So, this may get topped. This may get topped. Who knows? And, yeah, uh, like, these last three pro- these last three little mini-releases that he's done, Scrapyard 1, 2, and 3, have been so enjoyable to listen to. Like, yeah. dropping... Again, it's a similar thing with like what Tyler did at the start of the year with the the, the estate sale from Call Me If You Get Lost. Mm. Um, these are more than B sides. Like this is such a ra- this is such like a commendable range of styles, production, performance, everything like that. And like he mm. cannot be put in a box. Like the difference. Right. Like this song is like complete. Like it's Midwest emo, electro pop inspired. Like and yeah. You know all of his all of his different shit that he's done in the he's done in the past and like you know before he did uh, I didn't mean to haunt you with like you know the concept album bullshit with all yeah. the the, tw- the stuff from twenty twenty one which is more experimental rap like it's I do find it really astonishing that he's just that he's still this this niche artist. And it's, yeah. it's all because of where he comes from. It's all because of the background of being a YouTuber and being yeah. a YouTube rapper almost. You know what it was? I was just, I was literally about to say, like, I, I was watching a video last night where it was this American guy and he was reacting to, the like, the side, the I've Simon yes, distract. Yeah, yeah. So, but then his part two was he reacted to the saga between, like, Net Nobody, Quidecker, and KSI. Yeah. And, and that was, it's just a, I was just watching, like, Quidecker last night and I was like, he, he, I knew he's like doing music now, but like I just don't. I've never, I've never given it a try. I probably should. You need to like hear it to believe it. Like mm. even, even just like even just for stuff from twenty twenty one, which again people almost disregard now because of I didn't mean to haunt you and how mind blowingly amazing that was to a lot of people. Like, yeah. Even that album is such a fucking step in the right direction. It's it's still so good. Mm. Like, I suppose it's a similar thing to like KSI to be fair, because when he started when he did that first solo album, KSI, I remember at the time that was seen as like the most kind of properly well produced, like actually credible music that had been on YouTube. So I feel like everyone just writ off everything before that and everyone was like, Okay, forget what he's doing with Randolph, forget all that new age stuff. This is KSI's first album. Yeah. And then he goes and drops his second album. And that's even more like credible, even more actual music. You're hearing it on the radio and people go, actually, forget his first album. This shit is like Yeah. And not even from a place of just oh he's got new music, but from a place of okay, it's more credible each time. Yeah, and I feel like next time he drops And next time he drops an album, that'll be all over the radio. Yeah. And there'll probably be another period of like, okay, forget that stuff. This is the credible stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in that, but like, 
I think I get where you're coming from in that sense, but with Quadeca, if you want to compare the two, the like the difference is mm. fucking outlandish in quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this like quad's gone quad's like gone fucking clear. It's immense how good he is now. And and the breakings feature is fucking great as well. Like again it's it's another thing with him getting on a, a more high profile. I was like he had Danny Brown on I Didn't Mean to Haunt You on one of the songs. Yeah. Um yeah. and he's got breakings on here um doing his thing who again he just comes in with his instantly recognizable voice, great falsetto Fits in with like the Midwest emo style and the um, electronics, just yeah, amazingly, just so chill. It was a great way to open up this little mini project, and yeah, I'm excited for the next for the next two. I think it is that he's got coming out in the next. I think it'd be in like the space of a month that he drops him. But it was, yeah. honestly, there was a couple more I could have put in here, like under my skin. Guess who? Which is more like. Uh, ribbity ribbity rap, fucking lyrical miracle shit, but not really. It's just better. Um, yeah, yeah, can't wait. And I let's move on, boss. So my number eight, I'm gonna go with a tune that I did not expect to make this. When I listened to this album, I thought there's absolutely no fucking way this is gonna be decent at all. Um, every all of the music that led up to this album from this artist, me and my mates had inside jokes about it. We just abused this select we just abused this artist constantly it it was an inside joke oh, and then i listened to this album off my album ranking this is going ava max oh it's not no i thought it was gonna be amazing peters no. No, no 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 oh shit um, uh, okay that's wrong we'll get into We'll get into amazing peters a bit later oh, but uh wow. okay, ava Ma- max is my number eight which in the dark I respect it the one thing I did not expect so Ava Max has been called plenty of things over time Shallow a a Lady Gaga clone an industry plant one thing that I did not expect on an Ava Max album was a guitar led track that then builds it into a AJ Tracy style garage beat Uh, you know like the Ladbroke Grove rhythm Ava Max in the dark, use it. It's this guitar bit, and she's like singing along. She's like, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> honestly, someone should do a remix with Lab Broke Grove over it because it would fuck good. so uh, hard. Yeah, I, honestly, when's that getting dropped in a boiler room set? Like, do you know what? I do you know what? I'm honestly tempted after this pod to drop it myself. Ewan's getting on the decks. He's getting in a garage band. (laughs) I'm honestly gonna drop it myself. This because it needs to be done. I remember the first time I heard this tune because I was I recorded like a reaction video and it never saw the light of day. But I recorded like a reaction video to the full album, and yeah, like I said, it never saw the full light of day. But in that video, you can just see my face, and I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to? And like, because the whole album. Don't get me wrong, the album's not amazing, but it's better than it has any right being. It's like a solid set. It's like a solid six and a half out of ten, but it shouldn't have got anywhere close to that. And like the tunes that are on there, while they are very much like a lot of them are like trashy pop tunes, mm-hmm. like the instrumentals just do fuck. And like her vocals and her, and like she's still doing the same old shit about like. She's giving the same old, like, stop bullying messages in all those tunes and all that shit. But, like, 
There's one tune on this album called Weapons, right? And the chorus is like, stop using your words as weapons. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's... Guys. <laughs> I'm, like, no, I'm like, it is pretty... It is pretty... It is pretty dead. But what leads up to that is like one of the hardest bridges you've ever heard in your life. Oh my, she's just spitting. She's like, I gotta pull the proof in. Oh no, man. It's fucking cold. I kind of get the same thing with James Marriott. Like, I kind of been getting the same thing with him. Not in the sense that his lyrics uh, are cringe. I don't think his lyricism and his writing isn't like bad. Um, but like, but like, yeah. When I was when I was interviewing him, like, I was talking about like the instrumentals and um, mainly off one song mm-hmm. on the other side. Um, just how it's got this absolutely killer fucking face melter in the bridge. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous, and um. And and like I do I do sort of think like the instrumentals are like the instrumentals are so strong on on the album that he did like it kind of masks the fact yeah. that he's just not amazing vocally. But it's not even like the instrumental. It's not even yeah. just the instrumentals because like some of the vocals are great and like the yeah. choruses and the and the melodies and the cadences are beautiful. But there's just like a lot of questionable lyrics. And the way, reason I put this that way it kind of masks the questionable lyrics. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. You leave it. Yeah. And it's like, this tune, I picked this one because I had the biggest reaction to it with the AJ Tracy thing. And I just think it's quite funny. But like, there's so many songs on that album that I can reference. Like that Weapons one, where she's like, mate, it's one of the hardest bridges you've ever heard. She's like rattling off. And she's got like, maybe you're the problem, which sounds like it could have been on the new 1975 record. He's got like fucking, what else does she do? She does, get out of my car, get out of my head, get out of my heart. And then it's got some dirty like, Bitch, like <laughs> it's mate, it's fucking outrageous album. But yeah, and the cover art is one of the best cover arts of any album you'll ever see. I'll let you look that up I, yourself. I, I run this up. Love reaction real quick. Hold on. Just type in Ava Max Diamonds and Dance Floors yeah, cover Dance art. Floors, yeah. uh, I'll find it on Spotify. Dance it is one of the hardest uh, cover arts you've ever seen in your life. It's my favourite cover art of the year. Oh, that kind of goes nuts to be honest, like, yeah. Not even that, but bro, she just looks unreal. <laughs> I'm simping over this album cover, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> bro, and the use of colours in the album. Yeah, good looking lot. The use of colours in the album cover, the blue and the red yeah. and the white, it just it, cool. it connects so perfectly. She's got 35 yeah. monthly listeners, you know. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, Sweet What Psycho is one of the most streamed yeah. songs of all time, and people don't know who she is. Billion. Yeah, I, yeah. Of course you know who. Yeah, you, no, no. You're like, That's the thing. Pe- bare people just don't know who she is, and she's got one of the most yeah, streamed man, songs ever made. Ridiculous, man. Let's move on to my number eight. I don't think you'll agree with this one. I really don't think okay. you will. My number oh, eight song is, is this is locked. No, it's my favourite song off of Utopia by Travis Scott. It's Sirens. Now, Let me check if that was one of the good ones, because I didn't rate this album, did you but actually, there were a few yeah, good ones. Did you actually what, like, list down the songs or something like that? Yeah, so I listened to the whole album, yeah. and there was like five or six tracks that I'd saved. Really? Five or six? That's crazy. I can't. Sirens is not one of those tracks. Shit. Right. Which which ones were your good ones by? Out of cue. So my good ones. Oh wait, let me pull it up again. Uh, my oh, good ones. This is, this is crazy. My good ones were Hyena. Yep. Lost Forever featuring Westside Gun. Great. Love featuring Kid Cudi. Oh yeah. K-pop 
featuring Bad Bunny in the no weekend. No way, and, bro. Nah. K-pop. And, uh, and Telekinesis with Scissor So that Future. full song run by the end is your favourite part of the album. Everything oh, in literally. between, apart from Hyena. Everything everything from Hyena to... um. To lot to schizo is shit. Apparently, according to you, I just I just don't get Travis Scott, and right. I just don't think now, I will. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I'm not a, I'm not a Travis Scott decorator. I am. I enjoy Travis Scott. I like him. I think he's good. Yeah. Like I was thinking the other day. Like I remember when that fucking he had a song with Pharrell called Down in Atlanta, which everyone was gassing up because he's not dropped in ages. Everyone was saying it was going to be the best fucking thing ever. Dropped it. It was the biggest disappointment ever. It's kind of the same thing with K-pop because I dropped it as a fucking lead single. Everyone thinks it's the worst song on the album, apart from Del Resto featuring. Beyonce, which I think gets way too much. Yeah. It's a great song, but this album, listening to it, I was engaged through the entire thing. Like everything was so experimental on this. It was like it was so, it was so. It wasn't out of the ordinary because I know that Travis Scott he loves to, he loves to just take things his way, and mm. everything kept me engaged. Everything, like I thought, like you know, meltdown and meltdown and fiend have great commercial success. Hyena's amazing opener. Mm. Modern Jam with Tizo. Like, Tizo Touchdown, bro, is fucking... He's amazing. He's mint. Mm. I know is like, you know, the general consensus rap nerd, Travis Scott fan, best song. Yeah. But like, you got Topia Twins, you got a good 21 Savage feature on it, Circus Maximus with a Weekend's great. Like, there's some really good songs in there, but Sirens, for me, the... It's just like again the the experimental nature of it. The beat on this, mm. mental, mental. Mm. It just it's got it's so Kanye influenced. It's extremely yeah. Kanye influenced this this song, and you can tell a lot about a lot about a lot of the album. To be honest, you can mm. tell like the um, <laughs> it takes a lot from Jesus. It really does. Yeah. Um, just with the whole with the whole like uh, atmosphere. Of it all, but this mm. one's probably the closest one to it, which might be why I like it the most. But then, then again, saying I'm not even the biggest Kanye fan, like not in the sense that I think he's yeah. shit. It's just that I've not listened to him as much as I probably should have. But yeah. yeah, this this whole song with just it's the most captivating on the album. I think that's why I enjoy it the most because I think I've fallen victim to to just being a bit like uninterested with. With with rappers with rappers these days, like I don't get Carty like other people do. I don't get Uzi like other people do. I don't get um I don't get fucking I don't know, forty two Doug or twenty one Savage like other people do. I just don't. I just don't. I don't think it's as good as these people gas it. Like I still don't get the Dra- I still don't get fucking her lost by Drake and twenty one. I still don't think it's a very good fucking album. Like people gas it with people gas rap over social media way too much that you fall into like a hive mind that everything is better than it actually is and when you go listen to it it's mm. actually not that fucking good mm. compared to what these people are saying but yeah Utopia I had I had the expectation because people were people were saying this is going to be fucking mint like Travis Scott strikes me as an artist that's accidentally made good music like I see where you're coming from you know I don't know, but, like, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that really gives a shit about his craft and, like, is really, like, spending... Like, in a way that Kendrick's, like, you can know he's spending so much time on his craft. He's 
he's spending so much time and putting so much creative energy in this project. Travis Scott strikes me as someone who's accidentally just made music that people are dick riding. I do think he's kind of stumbled. I do think he's kind of stumbled into that way. Yeah. Like, not in the sense that he was, like, ever niche or anything like that, because he's always been big, like, even, like, um, even in, with Birds in the Trap or Rodeo, like, he was having big features yeah. in that time, like, in 2013, so he's, he's been big for fucking years, mate, but I feel like everyone just had someone to, like, latch onto, like, mm. I don't really know the discourse around, like, when Damn dropped, or something like that, but, yeah. you know, maybe it's around 2018, there wasn't too much to latch onto, I can't even remember what was dropping back then, mm. but, I think people just latched on to like Astro World, made this for new favorite rapper, and he's like, oh, "Okay, I'm I'm fucking here now. I guess I'm on this I'm on this pedestal that these yeah. that rap Twitter's put me on." Um, but and that's why I think when his album, I, that's why I think when Utopia released, I feel like there was a bit more of like a thing where people were like, "I don't know how I feel about it." Like a, a lot of people seem to not really know how they felt about it, and I think it's because is he really tried and tested in the way that we seem to like. Put him up. I, think, As? I just think off rip, like, I just think mm. he made an absolutely incredible album, to be honest. Yeah. Like, uh, again, that's that's no bias whatsoever. I came mm. in with expectation and he absolutely matched it, and I think that's why I, that's why I like it so much. And Siren's just one of the many highlights of it. Like, mm. it is only at number eight because, you know, I'm, I'm holding this in such a high regard. It's just because everything comes together, such as an album. I'd say more yeah. than the song itself, but yeah, still an amazing song. Uh, number seven, boss. Hit me. Okay, so I'm looking at like what's left, and I'm starting to whittle it down a bit, and I'm just I'm having a bit of a chuckle because I can see what's co- I know what's coming uh, in in the near future, but I'll I'll go elsewhere for now. Five. I'll go with five, Boy five. Genius. No, not even. No, not even. Uh, I'll go with. I'll go with. Uh, not enough by Boy Genius. Mm. Favorite tune off that record? I don't know. Have you have you done them? I've not listened to this album, no. So I actually just really liked this whole album. It was like a. It was the sort. This whole album was the sort of music that I want Phoebe Bridges to be making because I really want to like Phoebe Bridges' discography, but it is just a bit too chill. Whereas I feel like this album we brought in the drums a bit and we had a bit of like. A, it was a bit of a rock album. Do you know what I mean? It was. It went a bit. It went a bit rock at times. I think not strong enough is kind of the epitome of that. I think the lyricism. I often get a lot of these tracks confused, so I'm just going to pull it up because I haven't listened to the album yeah. in like I haven't listened to the album in full. But let me just pull it up and find. Yeah. So this art. Uh, this tune starts off with like um. This guitar and it's like black oh, mm-hmm. and then it just gets into this massive thing by the end and by the end it's like a proper like it's like a really feel good tune by the end you know like just feel good country music uh-huh. almost yeah. but it's just like a big anthemic song and you could see it like you could see someone like Taylor Swift releasing it as like a big tune mm-hmm. um, I and I just think it's it's really powerful more than anything. But there's not much else I have to add bar that. I think the album was great, and I think it's like there's a bunch of different tunes on there that I that I would listen to in different contexts. But that's kind of just the one that suits me the best, generally. Yeah, I've not got much to to say on like Feverages and uh, Boy Genius at all. I mean, like I know they are absolute, they are so well revered 
within their families. Mm. I know we have such a strong, uh, devoted fan base, so much to the point that <laughs> did you did you see um yeah. on that the that Adam tweeted out on the Festival Mill account, um, who do we think we could get for the Reading and Leeds lineup? And he posted a photo of Phoebe Bridges. And Phoebe fan accounts were saying like, no, what does this mean? Oh my god, is Phoebe playing Reading? Oh my god, oh my god, does this mean? Is this, is this old settlers or new settlers? Like, brother, this is a fucking fan account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god, no, but I just do think they are like, yeah. they're one of the few artists that I think are like of the few like objectively good artists with annoying fan bases because I think there's a few of those bands where they're like objectively oh, yeah. good. Yeah. But they've got kind of an annoying fan base that puts you off. I feel like Boy Genius are one of the kind of ones that I can just tolerate it well with. Whereas, like, with Phoebe Bridges, I'd... if her music was closer to Boy Genius, I'd be able to get into Phoebe Bridges, but I just can't bring myself to do it. I think she's, she's got some tunes here and there, but, like, Boy Genius is what I want Phoebe Bridges' music to sound like. But, yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah. On that. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. I've not got much else up, to say. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Big up women in music, man. Um, speaking <laughs> of women in music, uh, number seven. I've got a last in here. Um, listen to this album literally like a fucking week ago. Like this is just the, the first time I listened to it, and uh, I, I know where this is going. Yeah, I knew this was. I knew this was going to be. I, I heard a lot of reviews about this album, and yeah, it definitely, it definitely hit the heights. Uh, my number seven is I believe by Caroline Polachek, and yeah. I mean, fucking hell, yeah, like people like me, music nerds. I'll tell you as well, you just find some fucking gems. Like I'll tell you, mm-hmm. what, like I'd never find this. I would never find Caroline Polachek on my own. Never, never. Yeah, yeah. And like. Yeah, this is this is what the internet's good for. This is what the internet's good for. Finding good shit like this. Yeah, yeah. this this album's. You know what it is? I've phenomenal. not I've not heard I've not heard I've not heard it. I don't know anything about it, but I just keep hearing this fucking name. Yeah, exactly. But everywhere, yeah. it strikes me as the sort of shit Matty Healy's listening to. Oh well, I mean, you know, she's been at she's been at Glasgow last two years in a row. Like, there's mm-hmm. a reason people have got eyes on her. Like, you know, you don't just play yeah, Glasgow yeah. two years in a row off, off a fluke. Like she's no, that's, obviously good. Yeah, I feel like there's, there's, I feel like she's one of them artists that Matty Healy would love. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. like, that's all I know about her. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Lana Del Rey and Boy Genius fans fuck with her. That's literally all I know. Though. They're probably too ignorant to find out about them. I would say. Uh, yeah. not big enough. She's only got two. I like only got about two point four million listeners. Like you know, yeah. I feel like Bleachers fans, it's that type of shit. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you need, okay. you need to have a niche taste in music to 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 get it. You know, like, if you just listen to the to these big these big artists, yeah, then yeah. Um, but no, back on her, like I, yeah, but like she has. Well, the main thing is the main thing about this song and um, the album as a whole. Her voice is angelic to the core. Like, she yeah. is a beautiful singer. I'm pretty sure I read someone in a comment section because uh, I was watching, like, reactions to this album, like, seeing what pe- other people thought. And apparently, I think she studied, like, I think she studied or, like, did, like, something to do with, like, opera in university uh, okay. or, like, in, like, later later education. So, yeah, obviously tells where her fucking incredible singing voice comes from because the notes she hits on this, oh, my days. She, like... 
it could it could shut a glass. Like it's mental. Yeah. It's crazy good. Um I definitely am gonna have to dive in. Oh yeah. Oh mate, it's it's really fucking good. It's definitely one for the summer, but like, it's not the it's it's not the it's not the way for it, I must say. It's I was I thought it would have been like an autumnal thing. But I mean, to be fair, I mainly say that because like this song, it kind of has like some drum bass elements to it, like the breakdown to it. Like it kind of, you could start like skanking to this. Like it's definitely nineties okay. dance hall, nineties dance hall influenced a little bit. Like kind of like Cascada uh-huh. a little bit, um, okay. kind of like that. Like in the in the um, in the breakdown of the chorus, um, and I could certainly like I could certainly see someone like Fred again, like remixing this. And right, okay. properly clubland banger for certain. Mm. But like I say, I say the summer thing because there's another song called Sunset on here, which is like it's full on like it's got like a Spanish merengue guitar, is like the, uh, the backing the backing track, and it's mint. And I would have put that on the list, but I was released last year, so annoyingly, um, I've had to go with uh, the second best on the album. But this, right. yeah, but it amazing song, um. It tackles the topic of immortality, which is a really, really cool. It tackles immortality and death, which is really, just really cool to be honest. And I didn't know uh-huh. this album, and it's actually written about a singer called Sophie. I don't know if oh, you're yeah. familiar with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was apparently a big like pioneer in this sort of like. Um, yeah, she was like the. She's like she's yeah. going to be like the the final boss of hyperpop. Yeah, she was like she was like one of the founding fathers or founding mothers, I should say, of this sort of style, I guess, and mm. this community. So yeah, she wrote this about her, which I find is really sick. Uh, but and to make yeah. it such a banger, I think is so on character almost from what I've heard about Sophie. It's like yeah. you know, it's not like it's not like a sad ballad, even though it brings like organs in later in the track. Mm. It's really in your face. You can dance to it. It's and 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 you know I always just come back to the the reason I come back to the song is the vocals are phenomenal. Like, yeah. It's one of the best performances you'll you'll hear on um from a female solo artist. It's just amazing. Right. Yeah. Number six, hit me. Number six pick. I've gone with a, a more dumbed down one. To be fair, it's not like the most niche shit ever. They are just a bit of a. They are a bit of an indie band. But like Sundara Karma put out a record this year. I thought uh-huh. it was great. Okay. And one of the singles, Baby Blue, fucking excellent. <laughs> like yeah. it's just them. But Sundara Karma were a weird band where their first two albums are fucking excellent. Two of my all-time favorite albums. And then in between the second album and this new project, they had like four years where they weren't releasing albums and they were just kind of releasing EPs. And it pisses me off when bands do that because I just want just give us an album. Do you know what I mean? Don't release three EPs, just put them all into an album. But um, so they released these three EPs, or these two EPs, and both of them had a lead single which was excellent. But then the EPs themselves, the whole project turned into like this hyper pop bollocks like just ex- over experimental just going too far with it oh, and it's like, like I... average rock revival commenter right now you and i can't lie you're sounding like no i know <laughs> i know i know people listen to the dma's album <laughs> i know but like no but it was like actual like hyper pop just mental shit and like they're a band that almost kind of suffered from over experimentation and yeah. when they announced they were doing this new project i was like I was kind of excited that we were getting a full length, but I was also kind of shitting myself. Mm-hmm. I was a bit like, this better not be another tease where they give us a great lead single and then the rest of it's just 
tripe, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they yeah. come out, and this is the second single, Baby Blue, and they come out with it, and it's just excellent. And then they put out two more singles, and both of them are great. And then I listened to the album, and I reviewed it for Hive, and I gave it five stars. What were the other songs that I liked off this album? Because I really did not think it was as good as you said it was. I fucking love this album. I, I think saw, it was. I've, I've seen, I saw them live. I've seen this album performed mm. in full. Like yeah, yeah. And oh, what was for me? Wishing well and enjoyed friends of mine, Baby Blue. Yeah. And I think Pain and Pleasure. Pain and Pleasure. I was just yeah, I was just about to say Pain and Pleasure. Yeah. And then because you've got like Pain and Pleasure, Baby Blue. You've also got. I think Miss Again was quite, sound... Miss Again was quite catchy. You've got Sounds Good to Me, and then you've got the title track, which is fucking excellent. I just I just think is I just think in terms of like what what it what it was I just think in terms of what it was it was to me at least it just wasn't much special like oh I, I, I'm like That's the thing. yeah I can get down with this I can get down with it mm. is mm. it groundbreaking no it's not it, not in my That's the thing so for me for me the the context was the thing that really made it because like after we've had all these like just over experiment like they're a band that have suffered from their over experimentation and to have an album that's so safe and so it reminds me a lot of their first album. It's very just safe, normal indie music. But for me, I felt a lot of comfort in that. Yeah. It just felt comforting. I was like, you know what? Like, they've not tried too hard to do something mental. And in the in turn, the result, we've just got a fucking solid indie rock album. Okay, and it's not... Sort of stuff, yeah. yeah, it's like a solid indie rock album. And that's all it needs to be. Do you know what I mean? It's not like they... They're not like 1975, they're not a Blossoms, they're not a Catfish in the Bottle Man. Like, there's some Dara Karma at the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. just a decent indie album is expected from them. And the fact that they've knocked all this, like, experimentation on the head and just gone with, like, good tunes for their first album back in four years after they've spent so much time going away and doing this shit to come back after four years and just put out a fucking decent sounding album. Yeah. I think it's just so comforting. And I think it reminds me a lot of their first album, like, in terms of the sound of it, and I just love that album. So, for me... And I think Baby Blue is the epitome of that. I think the chorus is outrageously good. I think, like, that melody... I just... Like, it's such an obvious melody in that chorus, but it's just... It's executed so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair dues, man. Uh, you could you could almost see a better look next time is literally just the story of their career, I guess, over them last two EPs. Mm. Yeah. Alright. Let's move on to my number six. And Ewan, can I just cast your mind back? Let me just um let me just check how long I'm be recording for. Uh can I just cast your mind back to about f- roughly forty eight minutes ago? Um where you brought up um Lost by Bringing the Horizon. And <laughs> if you said if you and you said um if you think Amen's better, you're wrong. Um my number six is Amen uh, by Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. And Lil Uzi Vert. Look, it's fucking yeah. good song. I'll, I'll even, I'll even come out. It's a fucking great song, even. Okay. I think just for me, Lost and Strangers are being slept on. That's that's the main yeah. thing. It's like because yeah. I think when Amen came out, I seen so many tweets where it's like, oh my god, the singles for this album have been so good. Oh fucking, um, Die for You, Amen, and there was another one. And I was like, 
Mm. Uh, no, not even that because I thought I think Strangers is like the best. But it's like I seen a, a thing where it was like ranking the singles. And Amen is number one. Die for you. Lost and then Strangers. Yeah. And I'm like, for me, Strangers is the best of them. Well, now that Dark Side's out, I think Dark Side's excellent. Yeah, Dark Side's mint as well. That was on my uh, top thing. Yeah. But I think like Amen is just like it's fine. But I think it's of the singles, it's kind of middle middle tier of these singles. Well, well, I mean, in my opinion, I like I'm gonna sound like a fucking metal elitist here, like a metal, like a pro yeah. Just saying that this is bring me at their core. This is like they've brought a modern yeah. edge to what everyone loved about Semp Eternal and even their older stuff from like Suicide Season, like There Is a Hell, things like that. This yeah. is I just I was blown away when I first listened to this, like. And, yeah. and bringing and bringing Uzi on was, as well is like the main is the main yeah. like what the fuck how is how is Uzi fit into the mold and the mm. world of Bring Me the Horizon so well yeah, that yeah. he even put a song with them on his album Werewolf which again was very close to being yeah. as well which I'd say is more of a accessible harder heavier song yeah in terms of that because Werewolf I'd, I'd it's kind of yeah. I think with this, with these singles and the Bring Me stuff, I think for me with this one specifically, I remember the first time listening to it just being confused. I was just like, what the fuck? Because it's very like, you get into it pretty quick. Yeah. Like, we've done a verse and a chorus within 20 seconds. So, like, I love the chorus. I think the chorus is fucking excellent on this. Mm-hmm. For me, I think the thing that maybe holds it back is just how quickly it kicks in. Okay. It, there's really no time at all to even comprehend anything. So it, it ages better than it goes on your first listen. When my first listen, I was like, "What the fuck am I listening to?" Whereas now, I kind of now I'm expecting it. It's kind of cool, and I can get behind it. I think the other thing for me that really holds it back is just the second verse. I just I can't get behind them vocals. I don't know who it is what, on the second with, verse. With Uzi or the fella from. Better. I can't. I, I don't know which one's which. To be fair, but like, I just can't get behind the vocals. There's just something like oh, no, gosh, ugly about him. I think you're on about the easy verse. I just like. I just think the way he, the way he comes mm. in, whilst it is minimal, whilst it is very minimal, I think his contribution to the mm. song is it's welcome for certain. But yeah, 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 I just think as a whole, I just think as a whole, the way it's the way it's brought back the sound that so many people loved with the modern fire. Yeah. That a lot of other people loved have just made it such a perfect blend of everything that people love about them from past and present now. And even even like the even like the the thing you were complaining about, the the way that it just jumps in straight away, it's right in your face. And that's why it worked so well as a as an as the opener to their live shows as well. Because that's what I've been opening with, like download and all these foreign festivals yeah. and what we're doing on the tour as well. Um I just think it's I just think it fucking rips, man. Like it just, it's it's everything that I'm gonna want from this album when it does eventually drop. Which you know we're probably gonna get GTA Six before we get yeah. this fucking album by the sounds of it. Like you know, yeah. it's it's yeah. But this is what I want to hear. I want to hear more of this, and mm-hmm. I would love to. Mm-hmm. See, I would love to see that. To be honest, um, just like mm-hmm. proving all the fucking old heads wrong. I mean, I say old heads like it was ten years ago that really sent Eternal. Mm-hmm. Proving all the well, like, if you if you wrong, have to. If you had to rank the five singles from this project, how would you rank them so from what, like so, number so, five so, to what one? So what? Die for You, Amen, Lost, Strangers, and what's the other one? Is there another Dark Side. 
Dark Side. Shit, yeah. The newest um, one. I'd say, yeah, I'd yeah. say Amen, Dark Side, uh, Strange has lost Die for You. So for me, I'd go Strange as number one, Dark Side number two. Mm-hmm. Amen and Lost would be very close, but I think I would just. I don't know who I'd give it to. I think it'd be very close, and then last would be Die For You. So, yeah. 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 I don't even know if Die For You will be... Because I've been seeing a lot of takes where it's like... That might just be a a little... No, because I've been seeing, like... I've been been seeing so many takes where people are like, one and two are Amen and Die For You. Yeah. And I'm like, when when did it become acceptable to, like, Die For You? Because <laughs> when that came out, everyone shit on it. Everyone, yeah, everyone dicked on Die for You. Yeah, no one really liked it. Because they released the tune with Tom Morello the same week, didn't they? And everyone was like, "Now this is what we yes. were wanting." Aye. No, no, I think I just. But I yeah, just Dark Side. Lo- yeah, I just absolutely love Amen, man. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get to know. Um, definitely not a fucking. Are you, are you seen? Did you listen to the to the song that he did with Youngblood? Happier. I have. Have you listened to that? I was pleasantly surprised. I. But like, I think with all, I think with all of the Bring Me Youngblood collabs, it's never like Youngblood that carries it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah, always no, like I mean, the I only think, reason I, I ever like. I think OB is fucking mega. Like that's probably young yeah, yeah, yeah. moment he's ever done in a song. Like that's an amazing track. Yeah, hundred percent. And I said, and it's the same with like when Bring Me have a collab with MGK, and yeah. it's what it's the best MGK song, and it's because Bring Me are there. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just, that's what happened with Maybe, wasn't it last year? Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So maybe like that's that's only MGK's best song because Bring Me are there. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's yeah. Uh, top five now, isn't it? My... Top five. Top five. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to commit to it. Inhaler. Oh! <laughs> Look, the Inhaler Ladies album this year. It's come full circle. It's come full circle. <laughs> Look, I've never hate. I've never ever claimed to dislike Inhaler. Just a fan base. Just a fan base. Just a fan base. Is no. I think Inhaler are fucking great. I can't lie, I think yeah, they're all good. Um, yeah, they're all right. They're, they're fucking great. And this album this year, I was very disappointed by it, if I'm honest. And the, and I think the reason I was disappointed was because I kind of really didn't let myself get excited for it, and I don't know why. But this album kind of approached really quickly, and I just didn't even really care for it at all until maybe like the the night before. Um, so I was like, I'll sit up and listen to it. And I remember sitting up and I listened to it. And it was maybe the week after the Shame album, and that was the week after the Paramore album. So we had two of like the best albums of the year back to back, and then this Inhaler album. And I was disappointed by the first half. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, I'm not sure. And then we get to the halfway point, and we get to Dublin and Ecstasy. And I go, do you know what? This fucks. This is a really good song on a really not so good album. And I was like, okay, Dublin and Ecstasy is good. Perfect style is pretty good. Um, Valentine was all right. There's another song on there. Towards the end, I can't remember what it's called, but that's pretty good. But what I did not expect was the final track. Now You Got Me to be a fucking banger. Now You Got Me by Inhaler. So on their first album, the final track is In My Sleep. And that is like a 
that's a banger on that album. Like, and it's good. That I feel like on both their albums, their last songs are like bangers. Um, and we get in my sleep, and I was like, that was a really highlight for me of listening to the first album was in my sleep. Mm-hmm. So then when we get that replicated with Now You've Got Me, but this song's actually also better. Oh, mate, I was I was loving it. For a while, it was like, this was my favourite song off the album. Uh, looking back now, Dublin and Ecstasy, I do prefer. But that's on my main list. So for the second list, I had to go with Now You Got Me. Right, you. I had to go. I had to go with Now You Got Me. There's just something about it, man. I just look, and it's a very simple tune. And this is going to sound really strange, but there's one singular thing that he does in the chorus which puts it above the majority of the songs here. So he gets to the end of the chorus and he's like, "Now you got me where you want me," and then he does this little thing. The the rascal Eli Houston. He does this little vocal thing. This bastard. This he know he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing when he said, eh. (laughs) When he did that, when he did that, eh. He knew what he was fucking doing. Is that Eli in the room with us now? Great man. (laughs) What the fuck this guy after he did that one singular vocal run? (laughs) This cunt knows exactly what he's doing. No wonder the Twitter fan base is so insufferable. No wonder he gets so much. But knows he's like the Nigella Lawson of making indie music. He knows what he's doing. Someone stop this man, bro. But yeah, now you got me. What a fucking tune, man. The verses, the verses are fine, but the chorus, the fucking yeah. oh, mate, it's outrageous. Who allowed this man to do that? What a fucking tune, but yeah, disappointing album to be fair, but yeah, yeah. That, that tune fucks. Well, fair enough, <laughs> man. Hey, you know what, Inhaler fans, you get, Have you got any... you get this one. Have I'm... you got anything to add? I've got no thoughts to one because I've not listened to all of them. Like, in, again... Oh, man. You know, they're not... Don't, right, don't worry about... Don't worry about listening to the whole thing. I listened to a couple of tunes. Just like, listen. Mission, listen. No, no. Yeah. In in the order. Yeah. Listen to it. Perfect storm. Dublin and ecstasy. And now you got me. And that is all you need. The rest of it's tripe. But that's all you need. There's those three tunes are some of the be- three of the best tunes in Halo have ever done oh. on their shit album. On their shite album. <laughs> it's like it is literally some of their best music they've ever released. Yeah. But it's so few and far between. But yeah, that's that. <laughs> It comes in spurts. Hey, London buses, mate. Hey, yeah, you wait for one. You wait for one good thing. Ooh. One good song, two good ones. Um, I number five for me. Just starting off the top five. Again, an album that you know just came around to um in recent time, and yeah, it's something that you're gonna be very happy with, Ewan. Um, oh. my number five pick. I've went with different person. By shame. What a yes. Yeah. Now th- you've you've gassed this again. You've gassed this band up so much, and I don't know why I was so oh, hesitant to listen to it because like, you know, so I, was, I was listening to my own shit this year, and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna keep this on real. I know what this album's called. I know who this band are now. Let's just listen to it. Let's hear it. Yeah. And. These are fucking very good. <laughs> these lot know. What I honestly think like these are like you know the whole post punk revival. Yeah, they are the best post punk band. They're fucking up there. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's. I don't even think there's a question. No debate. I think 
Fontaine's Fontaine's aren't even a post punk band anymore. They're just a shit indie band. Fucking well, not a shit indie oh, band, no, but they're like an indie no, band. No, 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 Idols, idols are great, but like their music's been a bit ropey as of recent. Game are like the best post-punk band. They are fucking excellent, and because it's so different, like all these bands, yeah. like they're walking. There's so many of these bands are walking like a fine line between indie and punk, but Shame are just so progressive. They've hit that. They've hit that. Like they've hit that balance. Like because I was getting so many different influences. In their music, they are like I was getting, they, I was getting they, shades of like idols and Fontaines, but I was also getting, I was getting read, I was, I was getting Radiohead, I was getting, yes, you know, seven, yes. I was getting seventies punk like you know, Doramones, The Damned. Um, so yeah, for me, I, 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 I kind of think of Shame as like the Pink Floyd of punk music, where it's so progressive. There's so much going on, it's and it's so just like this. There's so much like space in the mixes, like they, they are really like they're like they're more than a post punk band, bro. They're like a progressive. They're almost like psych. It's like prog rock. It's, it's almost well. just like prog rock, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially this album. And I was gonna say like like the Radiohead comparison, it comes in so strong on this song, because I mean, fuck, yeah. I was. Again, like there was a couple of like listening, but listen to some of these albums, like um, that I was listening to late. Like I'll even say, I'll even say, like it took me a while to come around on um, scaring the hoes. Not on like me liking it, but me actually getting around and listen to it. Like it, it took me to like fucking like just before mm. our we did our podcast for the end of the year. Yeah. I listened to it just before because I knew we were gonna bring it up, and I was like, and yeah, I need to get this downers, and but like yeah, it took me a while to get around about like the, the Caroline Polacek mm. one. Um, this one, um, you know, some other shit as well. But like, and you know, those songs off them, which just like blew me away first listen. And it's just like, yeah. it's such a vivid memory when you, when you listen to those moments. And yeah. You can remember. You need to go back and listen and... to. Go back and listen to what? what you, you need to go back and listen to their other two albums. Yeah. So like the first album songs of praise is like it's like, it is kind of like quite indie. It's like that is that good indie punk mix. It's like something like Sports Team, quite similar to that, yeah. but it's just a bit more gritty. Mm-hmm. Tom Pink, their second album, my I think it's their best album. It's fucking incredible. Uh-huh. It's like if we're saying this is like the Radiohead Pink Floyd yeah. vibe, that is the way I would This is Pink Floyd, Drunk Tank Pink is the Radiohead. Yeah. That's like a there's a snow day, like if we're talking about progressive music, snow day, human for a minute, like those tunes on that second album. Go back, honestly, it's excellent. Mm-hmm. No nah, man, like I mean, just the way it builds up, the way the song builds up, and then just explodes into that that bass and that breakdown. Yeah, it's like boom boom. It's it's honestly it's magical, it's magical like yeah it's it's kind of a spooky one as well that yeah, song it's, it's kind like, of Halloween you know, vibe another another band I was like it's very similar to like you know I mean the little bits I've heard from like Black Country New Road and right, okay. they've been how they've been like bubbling up and everyone seems to fucking love them now as well like it's very similar yeah. to the grand the grandiosity and. And all the things that yeah. encapsulate their music, I hear that. I hear yeah. that in shame as well. It's just yeah. it demands your attention. 
which is like yeah. it's, it's in, a, in a genre that is you know it's almost trying it's like it's trying to be like indie's cooler cousin basically that's what it's like trying yeah. to be the older brother like yeah this is like to all these indie bands like this is what you could be this is like what we are this is what you could be yeah literally yeah, man. yeah. and and like doing that it can either fall flat on its face and just be you know way too out there and just really lose all sense of direction or it can culminate into being some of the best music we'll hear all year and i mean that's yeah why, that's why we all loved the fontaine's record from last year because yeah literally and i think it was something that people just hadn't heard for so long and was so unexpected from mm. a band who people just yeah thought these like oh yeah those are just indie rockers like that's all they are mm. Mm. and that's the thing i think with shame like their character as well just person like as guys they're, they're such charming guys like there's such a charisma about all of them like they all seem like they like you could go for a pub with them and have such a great time yeah like they, they've just got such an endearing character about them where it's like it this could easily come off as like a really wanky really pretentious project uh-huh. but the fact that like they're such chill guys and the fact that the whole album is like about friendship it's just something you don't like you don't get any albums these yeah. days that are really just purely about just friendship it's and, and i think that's like that's yeah literally and that is one of the main kind of yeah. themes of this album i mean they've got a song called but, yeah Pack, like what the fuck else is it meant to be about you know what i mean and it's like <laughs> the best part is that, that was one of my tunes off that album where it's like a line on there where he's like, when it's all breaking down, he's like, and now you got a six pack, and now you got a puppet, and he goes, now you got Pamela Anderson reading you a bedtime story, <laughs> and every scratch card is a fucking winner. Yeah. I'm like, it's yeah. so it's good. Fucking great. Like, like, it's, yeah, the life's good anthem, man. Like, it, yeah, no, fucking incredible album, incredible song. Um, number four. Big man. It's actually a, it's actually a funny time for you to bring up Shame's Food for Worms oh, album because by <laughs> because my top my top three songs have to be my top three, which therefore means that this one is your Shame Food for Worms track. So we're kind of just going into a big Shame deep dive here. Hello. My tune was all of the people. Ooh. The final track on the album, it's very intimate. Like I said, it's very much like about the themes of friendship. Mm-hmm. If you like you know how you mentioned like comparing them to Radiohead? Yeah. This is the tune where I really noticed that. Mm-hmm. So I was over the album I was hearing all these influences. And I remember hearing this tune. And when he gets to the bit where it's like you know where it kind of builds up and it drops and he's like, Mm-hmm. It's down. I was like, that's so Radiohead. Yeah. It's like it reminds me of like a, it reminds me of like a high and dry or like a Karma Police. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have a high and dry comparison. So, yeah. So. yeah, so like a Karma Police, a high and dry, uh, maybe like I think Shame are very Radiohead actually. Now that I look back on it, because like some of their tunes on their first album are very like electioneering. Yeah. And I feel like as well, like different person is quite fifteen step. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all the people was the one for me. I just fell in love with it the first time I heard it. I believe it was all recorded in one take. But my only issue with it is like the mixing is so my gross. only issue where it's a it sounds a bit like there's there's times where it sounds slightly off or like the the gain's not high enough maybe. 
But, um, like, I think it's fucking excellent. And the thing with the Shame album is, right, so I had two tunes, there were two songs that easily could have made my actual list at number... Like, these songs could have made my number one of my actual top ten list. Yeah. Um, And the way that I had to kind of figure it out, the way that I had to kind of quantize that was by saying, like, okay, one of them is the song that I know is objectively better and... Like, one of them's a song that I know is objectively better and is just better, like, just overall, and that really deserves a number one. And then one of these tracks is the one that I love the most. It's my favourite song on the album, and and my heart is telling me that it's the best one. So All The People, for me, is that song, where it's the one that I love personally the most, and it's, it's like my heart is telling me that this is the better song. On my actual list, like, my number one of my actual list is the song on this album that I think is objectively the best song of the year. Yeah. But yeah, for me, All the People by Shame is is my number four here. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a reason. And we talked about this track so highly that you're probably very... Like, you're questioning. Like, what could possibly yeah. be number three, two, and one? Um, and we'll get into that. We'll get into that quite soon. But give enough. us your number three. Fair enough. Well, I mean, I've got some, I've got some, I've got a couple of ideas which I'm thinking what might be, which is not what you've been not mentioned yet, really. So I, <laughs> um, I, I must also, say, <laughs> I must also say, I've just realised now. Um, if you go on their Spotify and scroll down to like their artist pick thing, like Shame's greatest hits, I can't get over how much the front man looks like Andy Samberg in that photo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm saying, is this like, is this, you know, is this a post-punk band or is this Lonely Island? I'm. I'm really. I, I can't. I can't. I can't yeah. yeah. I, it looks very. So my best mate from. So my best mate from back home, Finn. Yeah. He looks like he shaved off his hair, and he dyed his hair and all this stuff, basically just to look exactly like Stain from Shame, like Lisa. <laughs> I love that. And he just bases his whole fucking his whole life is based on Steen from Shane. <laughs> Bros aren't too deep. Uh right. yeah. my number four. Um I have went with uh the lead single of one of my favourite albums this year, Phantom of the Afters. Um it is Bambi by Kojak. And uh yeah, if you've seen if if anyone does a which you you there? Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I, yeah. I thought you I, I thought you'd frozen. I thought you'd frozen. No, no, I'm just looking for this artist picks thing. Yeah. So um, I yeah, Kojak. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite artists. I would say at the moment, like just just. It's took him a while to come back. It's took him a minute to come back. Like Towns Dead dropped in 2021. It was mint, and I'd been holding out. I'd been waiting for this for a long time, and. Phantom of the has dropped to my critical acclaim and a few other people like, I just wish I could have wrote about this album to be honest. Like, fuck you, Jake McFarlane from Hive for writing about this entire album. Like, how was there two... There should not be two Kojak fans in this in this group, you bastard. Um, but yeah, uh, this... Yeah, but he, he did that uh, album justice. So well done, lad. But yeah, the lead single off this track, like, there was so many that I could have picked. Um... Uh, Johnny McEnroe is like a great um, old school New York rap type beat with featuring Wiki who again I dove into his album from this year and that was a really really uh, cool experience listening to him um, you got Woof with Big Pig 
who comes in with great guest vocals. Um, Larry Bird and Yoko Ono, both great in their own right. And then Peekaboo, you have the end of the album. Like, so many good ones. But I just, I think I just had to just, just put it back to where the rollout started with mm. with Bambi. Um, and he came with, he came in with this track and it had all of the things that Townsend had that I loved. The, the jazz influence, um, the chill vibe that he brings, which he brings a lot more of on this on this album, you know, and um if anyone has listened to Towns Dead, you'll know the the punk and the rock influence was massive on that. Um with with grunge and and heavy guitar riffs, things like that on the title track. But the bass song is is so much more reined back and delves into more of a rap centric um more of a rap centric feel when it does go to those more banger points in the album with songs like Citizen Kane and Johnny McEnroe um, going to like you know delving it like grime and uh, like New York rap like I mentioned but yeah the, ja- the jazz influence and the elements that he brings on this album like with sax with the saxophone phenomenal and that's what he does best that's what he does best like this, this sort of indie rap is basically what it is and yeah like there's a reason that He's like this big thing coming out of Ireland at the minute. Like, you know, there's a reason that he's been that he supported Loyal Corner and Slow Tie and Fontaine's even. He supported them on their tours. Like, he's a seriously good fucking artist, and I'm excited for the future. Like, I don't think you can add anything to it. To no, 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 no. I don't listen. I know. So I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of rethinking my life choices, reading yeah. what's next. No, fair enough. <laughs> well, I'm, what I'm about to try and what I'm about to try and push next. This is fucking outrageous. But yeah, man, big up Kojak. I mean, yeah, if you ever get the chance to see him, to be fair, I'd recommend going, man. Like, because he's yeah, he's got a he's he's got a great live show. Like, he's been doing his mm. thing um, on his recent tour that he's been doing that I went to see in Leeds. Um, the whole his whole like persona on this album is a character called Jackie Dandelion, which. Right. Ring you, which might you know take your brain, Jackie down the line, Jackie down the line, because he is a big fun. Ah, okay. it's smart, it's clever. Um, yeah, like, and um, he does this thing where he dresses up in a suit and has a like a gold tooth in, like looking looking like an almost like World War, like World War propaganda, or, like well, more like more like eighties war propaganda, yeah, yeah, sort of like big wig kind of thing, and yeah. he hides behind whatever concealed object he can in the venue and then he pops out and does this little poem and then breaks into Larry Bird and just shells it up on stage um, yeah. fucking mint though, yeah, big up Kojak man, uh, top three that's right, okay I can't lie, I've kind of stitched you up a bit here um, what have you really? Because these, these, these three these top three, I, I'm not going to give them all at once obviously, but they are kind of while all of them I had actually genuinely considered putting them into my top 10 list at some point this year i've considered all of them because they are like fucking good songs but it's kind of similar to the ava max thing where it's a bit of a joke artist that me and the boys have kind of bullied endlessly at number three um but like when i say bullied endlessly not in the way of like just abusing her as in the inside joke with the boys is that this artist is the greatest artist that ever walked the planet <laughs> So at number three, <laughs> at, at number three, I've got Maisie Peters yes, with sir. lost with, with lost the breakup. Shoot. 
it's a shoot, it's a bugger. This is what I'm saying, bro. This is what I'm saying. Look, I know it's an inside joke, but like this tune, like genuinely, I considered it for my actual top ten list. It's a good song. It's a good song. <laughs> literally, literally, it's so fucking good. Maisie Peters is the goat. She actually is. <laughs> she is literally. This is gonna piss people off, but she literally is just Taylor Swift, but better. Devon Gurley's on top, man. Let's go. <laughs> I don't even think she's from Devon, but she just seems like she's from Devon. <laughs> yeah, she got she from proper Devon vibes. Yeah, Devon, Uni of Roehampton sort of shit. Fuck knows where she's from. She's got like four different accents. She's playing netball for real, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's a netball girl. <laughs> she's she's netball. No, but she's, she's got like and crocheting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I could not tell you where this girl is from. She's got like six different accents. Yeah. Uh, and you can hear all of them in this song. <laughs> but yeah, lost the breakup. What a fucking tune, mate. Like, that's just the chorus. Fucks, doesn't it? Ah, smile I'm gonna hate it. You're the greatest love that you wasted. Mate, she's fucking men. And it is like her album shit, to be fair. Fa- nah, like. <laughs> Not to disrespect the goat or anything. We're just holding it there. Not to disrespect the goat or anything, but like the album. Oh my god. For the most part, the most part, this album's fucking shite. Mm. But there are a few songs here and there that like they do genuinely, genuinely fuck and. Um, I've got to commend Maisie Peters. Fair play. If she can like, if she can write such good tunes in like four or five different accents, she might as well. I see some artistic development going on with her. I think in like a couple of years' time, we will really see Maisie Peters like evolve into it. Have you not heard that fucking? Artist. No, but have you not heard that leaked fucking thing that came out? No. The leaked song. Oh my god, bro! It's... <laughs> Once again, not to disrespect the goat, but. It's the worst shit I've ever heard. I'm gonna stick my guns. Wait, go on. You know how the, the thing about like how many different accents she has? Yeah. So like that is that is in full foot force on this, and also like her lyricism. You know how she's like a relatable girl. She is. She's like, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Let me find it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, it's it's bad. Is it really? But it, it's like I seen the TikTok where I seen it was like, what the fuck? Like I I like Maisie Peters, but what is this? Wait, let me try and find it. This is gonna be so annoying if I can't. Oh, it's this! It's this! It's this! <laughs> Do Am I allowed to play it? Yeah, you should be, yeah. We're not going to copyright strike. You sure? There are new years, but my new years, I'll be a very different person. So you really want to go out like a Friday gap. That's where I definitely can't tolerate your bullshit anymore because I swear I'd be a not bullshit tolerating kind of girl. Get up a booth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what in the middle so of was that? What the fuck was that? I, I, oh I swore I'd be a non-bullshit tolerating kind of girl. Boss, bro, boss. <laughs> Hit me out. Hit me out. You could have snapped on that one. Uh, no, but I still stopped. I did. But no, that's that's that might be the worst shit I've ever heard. I, 
at like, but nah, you lost the breakup. Fair play. Fair fucking well play. Maisie Peters. Right, yeah. She, she did it. She really did it to us. Well, now we know what route Ewan's going down for uh, this first top three, then, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's go into my number three. Uh, we've got a fe- we've got a we've got a fella who you know he's he's definitely past the um he's definitely past the links of him taking a piss on a truck, and he is now uh, now one of the most well respected rappers in the game. And once again, like Quadeca, he proved that his B sides are not just B sides. Um, I've got. Title of a creator, sorry not sorry. Um the final track of the Call Me If You Get Lost era. And I am so happy that I can yeah. talk about this this shit now. Because we are never got a chance to really talk about Call Me If You Get Lost in massive depth. Mm. Um but this, yeah, like it it's my favourite Tyler album. I think in terms of just pure ability, beat selection, things like that, all, all the things that Call Me Nick's making good music as a whole comes on this mm-hmm. album and the b-sides again i was i was excited for like i was really excited for but again like i didn't expect it to be this Ooh. fucking good and it again proves that call me figure lost is his most concise and consistent album throughout with mm. you, know, you don't need a storyline for it it's just about him enjoying himself and just going to the, the different fucking places and sorry not sorry is probably the deepest track of the lot, to be honest, maybe's Wilshire, or maybe's Wilshire probably on the on the main cut, but you know he's talking about you know his his shortcomings as a person and you know everything that he could you know he knows he could do this shit better, you know talking about the breakup of our future like you know oh we could have done all this shit if we weren't such dickheads, um, you know talking about. Uh, I don't know. It's like I think he talks about his like fucking carbon footprint and just like oh, he's like oh, I'm flying all this shit. Like you know, it's bad for the environment. I know this shit. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, like and how he just how he didn't talk about. I don't think he did or talked too much about you know Black Lives Matter what was happening. Like everyone was com- like you remember like everyone was coming at Kendrick when yeah, yeah, yeah. he wasn't talking about that shit and he just came back with family ties and it was just like yeah fuck yous I'm here bitch. Um, yeah. Kind of the same thing what Tyler talks about. Yeah, he's like, yeah, his diamond shining brighter than a black man's plight. Like, that's a fucking crazy line. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, yeah, it, it all ends in like, I've got two words. Fuck him. Like, he doesn't give a shit. He is unequivocally himself. And yeah. that's all this album really is. It's about, it's that, it, it culminates the whole album in a great way because the whole thing is just about him enjoying life. Like, you know, going to all these different. Yeah places you know he's going to switzerland fucking monaco he's going to you know fucking iowa shit like that just anywhere he wants to go you know he's on he's on yachts eating ice cream getting his toes licked by models you know he's he's (laughs) the the bros the boy's really out here living and that's what he wants to do that's what he wants to do And even like mm-hmm. the st- even like the little the little everything must go he does he does like a little little loop at the start. He's like, Oh yeah, brought another trophy and thanks for buying the album and shit. Golf's doing a ama- like golf wang's doing amazing as brand. Like, yeah, yeah, all this shit. Like he's he's blessed, like he's doing calm. He's alright. Yeah. He's living. And yeah, it's just like it's a it's a perfect album to just like it's it's again, like it's my fit I listened to this so much when I was on holiday. Because like when you when you when you're on holiday like this age especially you just feel like you're a fucking king for a week, like yeah, you yeah. like you're away from everything, 
And, you know, I'll listen, I just want to listen to some bloke who is way richer than me, but, you know, we're doing the same shit. Like, you can flip me, flex on me all I want, make me feel like I'm a million fucking quid walking through the Portugal sun right now. Like, living right now. And, yeah, it was perfect, man. It was perfect. Absolutely. Love Tyler. So, my number two pick. Yeah, we need to get into this. Uh, says, this is an artist. This is an artist that me and you've talked about quite a lot, actually, in the past. Uh, it's another one that I really didn't expect to be great when it came out, but like I was, I was quite surprised when it came out. And my number two pick is "You're Just a Boy, But I'm Kind of a Man" by Maisie Peters. Wait, 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 wait. we're not having. <laughs> I kind of think I know where this <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, no, she's the goat. Okay. <laughs> one more get This tune. Yeah. It is. Uh, I love the line delivery on this one. She's written. Um, have you ever watched the, the the children's TV program Wonder Pets? I have seen uh, Wonder Pets before. Yeah. <laughs> I think the line you, delivery. I think I've seen you make this reference before. Now I actually remember what song. You're <laughs> the, the 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 line delivery on this chorus. He really does sound like that chicken from Wonder Pets. Chicken. He's really giving, he's really giving that energy, bro. He really has. That, she's really, she's really presenting something to the kids. Do you know what I mean? It's like she you know, like when Dora the Explorer. You know when Dora, yeah, you know when Dora the Explorer gets like Swiper and he comes and he nicks him and she's like, Swiper, no swiping. Yeah. Oh, she presents that shit in the same way that Maisie Peters presents the fact that she's on a one-way trip. Bro, she's like she is on a one-way trip to take over the world, bro. And you could have come, but and I held out my hand. But what's a girl got to do when she's in love with you? You're just a boy, and I'm kind of the man, mate. What a fucking bar! The double, the fucking literature references. There's so, bro. It's so deep. You're just a boy, and I'm kind of the man, bro. That's opposites, bro. That is juxtaposition, bro. You're just a boy, and I'm the man. She's not a man. She's a chick. But she's <laughs> like, nah, bro. You're, you're meant to be a fella, and I'm the man in this situation. Man, she's, she's and Brandon, that, I mean, she's Brandon Flowers, man. You're looking at the man right now. Like That's what I'm saying. <laughs> literally, bro. And that is why Maisie Peters is con- continues... Yeah. To be the goat. She's doing what Taylor Swift couldn't do. Like, Taylor Swift, she's got a song called The Man. She was saying, yeah, she'd get there quicker if she was a man. And if she was a man, she'd be the man. Maisie Peters is the fucking man. Maisie Peters is the man, bro. Bro, have you ever seen that horror film called The Boy? No, I'm not. Bro, Maisie Peters is the man. There's a film film about the boy, bro. And Maisie Peters is the man. She's that bitch. She's even... Bro, she watched The Boy, and she was like, this film ain't shit, bro. She was like, I could do one better. I'm going to live this. My life, is, li- my life s- is literally a movie. <laughs> literally, I am I'm the man, bro. Oh, my God. But, yeah, she sounded like she presented a kids' TV show on this one, but regardless, the chorus still is really nice. Like, I know that we joke, but, like, there's a reason these songs, I'm able to put these songs in here. Do you know what I mean? I'm not just bullshitting you. Like, these are genuinely incredible. Like, fucking, mate, the, the melody. You're just a boy and I'm kind of a man. Mate, how good is that? Well good. 
Macy Peters, you are the man. We love you. Fair enough, man. I mean, we'll certainly see what happens in number one. Uh, I'm more than intrigued to see if <laughs> this will stay on the same path. <laughs> Uh, number two for me uh, it's been a while since we've talked about this band so let's just bring it back I guess from about an hour ago uh, and yeah I mean this was a hard hard pick to put at number two because this was number one for a long time this was number one for a long time probably harder than the walk-in versus um, I love you debate from last year that I had my number two pick is Crave by Paramore. Oh, get up. What yeah. a tune. This, pff, I mean, there's a reason this one was my, my favourite of the year for, for so long. I mean, yeah. you know, I've got my chance out to talk about This Is Why as, a, as an album. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you obviously mentioned the, the more upbeat bits, you know, songs like, you know, yeah. songs like Figure Eight, um, You First, the title track, the news, songs like that. Um, all great in their own right, but when when the album slowed down, especially with one of those last mm. three songs, with Liar, Crave, and Thick Skull, especially, mm. it was a true display of what they are as a band now. Like mm. I saw someone saying, like, I, I saw, do you follow um Sam's mate Dobson on Twitter? Do you follow him? I don't. Um, so don't. he was talking about this is why and saying like, oh, is it still in your rotation? Is this still an album in the air for you? And I saw someone saying like, it lacks the edginess. Of Paramore. First of all, no, it doesn't. I don't think it does at all. Second of all, they've not been edgy since 2009, big man. Like, this is not your, this is not your, like, friendly neighborhood Paramore anymore. This is like, this is a new band that have reinvented their sound so much over their career and still do it to such a high fucking standard. And Crave is just like the biggest explanation of that. It's a fuck. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's glossy. It's it's like it's near perfection. Um, again, like you know, I mentioned the vocals and how well Haley sounds on you know songs like you first, mm-hmm. but songs like this and Thick Skull, it allows yeah. you to sound so much better in that breath. Space. Yeah, yeah. Slower. So I'll let yeah. I'll let you in on a little secret. Crave is actually my number one pick from this album as well yeah but obviously i've saved that for my main video uh-huh. um but yeah i fucking love this song man yeah. for me it's Go more just the, the vibe for me it's the instrumental and the vibe um i my favorite song of all time is out getting ribs by king cruel yeah and the opening to this song sounds like so so similar to it so i remember the first time listening to the album I got to this point and I was like, okay, it's all been pretty good so far. And then I get to this point and I just heard that those kind of opening chords and I was like, holy fuck. I was like, they're doing a King Cruel thing. I know. I was like, because like I said, my favorite song ever is is Out Getting Ribs. And this song just reminds me of it. Sonically, it's so similar. It's just... So it just fits perfectly. And it's not like she's butchered it either. It's not like they've done a shit job. Like this actually... There's a solid chance this in future will take over. I'll get rid of my favorite song because it's like really, it's the same vibe. It's the same vibe, but she's like, it's the same vibe as that song. I don't know. I think that's a bit far to say, but yeah, like, just... it definitely has the it definitely has the potential. But like, she's she they built off it 
Like, do you know what I mean? They've got that vibe, but then also they've got the, like, the proper, like, full-on vocals in the chorus. Mm. You know, the proper screamed... <laughs> they've got the full whammy in a way that, that che- in a way that, like, they've they've not just done it half-arsed, but they've actually just built off of it. Yeah. And, I and like, yeah, I'm a sucker for a vibe. I think, like, the lyrical content as well goes under the radar a little bit. Just, like, Hayley talking about a past and, you know, mm. how she'd how she'd lived to go through all this shit that made her feel so bad in 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 the pa- in a past life almost and now she's just like i want to do it again i miss the i miss the fit you know she misses the feeling of this you know now you know you could almost say it's like a metaphor for her life being being easy now that she's that she's made it for so long that yeah. she'd go back to feeling bad just to feel something almost and it's it's really like yeah. uh, when you when you see it like that it's really like a like it's a that's a harrowing statement to make in mm. such a in such a gorgeous sounding song like it's truly mm. beautiful um and yeah. i'll explain why i couldn't make it my number one because god knows if this other song didn't exist this would be number one by a fucking landslide like i think that compared yeah. to sorry not sorry like there's a there's a jump, but like there's a significant jump. Yeah, yeah there's definitely a jump. Yeah. Difference. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, number uh-huh. one boss is it? Yeah. MP number three. Is it? So my number one pick. Actually, a bit left field, you know. Uh, it's this this song is a, actually it's a drum and bass song. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no! Please, no, please, no, please, no. <laughs> It's a drum and bass song. Can't, no, 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 right. <laughs> can I just throw a name? Can I just throw a name out and please just say yes or no if it is, right? Can I just throw a song name out? Keep It's a disconnect by Chase and Status and Becky Hill. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank fucking oh, God. God. I would delete no, no. this podcast off the face of the earth if that was your number one pick. No, I think that's too outside the box. That's way too outside the box. But it's a drum and bass song. It's got one of the sickest, like, it's it's like an intelligent donk. Do you know what I mean? Like, intelligent, intelligent drum and bass beat. Donk. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you know what I mean? But have you ever, like, listened to, like, intelligent drum and bass? It's got, like, a beat, but it's like, you think about it, you go... I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And the intelligent donk... Uh, it's matched with some lyrics that piss me off a bit. I can't lie. The, the lyrics are a bit, a bit bitchy. Uh, that's off the speak. The lyrics are just a bit, like... <laughs> the lyrics are a bit over the top. Let's just say they're a okay. bit, they're a bit anti-men, right? Uh, and like, look, I get the sentiment of like female empowerment, but I just yeah. think there's a level of like shade that you should throw at the opposite sex, which is acceptable, and there's a level which is just a bit over the top. Um, but the drum and bass, intelligent dunk instrumental on this tune, is the thing that puts it above everything else. Because this tune comes on, and I'm genuinely skanking. And the tune in question, <laughs> the tune in question is run by Maisie Peters. There it is. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. But no, everything I said stands true. It's a drum and bass song. I think I've heard this. I think I've heard this, yeah. I think I've heard this. Wait, let me play this instrumental. It's fucking. Like, if you didn't know who this was by, yeah. You think, think this was excellent. I think I've heard this. Genuinely, like this is genuinely like a good instrumental. Like if if this tune had different lyrics or was sung by a different person, like it would actually fuck. Mm-hmm. Wait. Wait for it. Okay. 
I'm sure the listeners will love that. <laughs> it's proper knees up. Mate. <laughs> Maisie Peters. Once again proving why she's the GOAT. I would love to. That tune yeah. goes so hard. If she, I'm hoping, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to see her live. If she's at a festival, I definitely will. I didn't see her at Truck. But if she plays that song live, you, I need to find out she if she plays it live. She could easily get Let's just, like, see her right now. She could easily get... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm fully expecting her to be there. And if she is, me, you, and Sam oh, are fucking there. Up, big man, we're, we're, mate, we're, we're getting barrier for that shit. <laughs> yes! <laughs> me, Sam, me, you, and Sam, barrier for Maisie Peters at Leeds we, we all get on our phones, one word each. Like, one has Maisie, one has Peters, and then one the goat emoji. Just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, it'll be like it'll be like Fred again it'll be on at the same time and we'll all have fucked it off to go <laughs> barrier for Maisie Peters. An FR stage for Maisie Peters bitch. That's good. Catfish and the bottom and are at the same time. Now fuck that shit. Maisie Peters, bro. In a go. Oh, right. Bro, Maisie Peters could do seven. Could catfish in the bottom and do run. That's a that's a good question. That's a perfect way to sum it up, to be honest. Exactly. I think, yeah, truly. And at least, and at least half of Maisie Peters hasn't left. True. True. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think she'd like to go and see a doctor if half of her left. To be honest. Yeah, exactly. That would be quite worrying, to be honest. Quite quite disturbing. But no, honest, honestly, like. I, I want to interview her now. I, I think, like, just all this talk. Oh, I, if you ever do, I beg, I beg, you bring me along. I'll, I'll, I'll be able to drop. Well, I mean, if it's like a Zoom interview or something, like, I can drop like a question or something. But like, in the lead up to, I'm gonna keep an eye over here. And in the lead up to her, like next album or something, I'm gonna. I need to meet her. Dive into this because honestly, she's I would, if like, I met her, a lovely lass as well. She's like a lovely lass, and I. Yeah, I feel like she'd be a lot. But I could see some artistic development coming from her. I could see an evolution in her craft. I really could. I think she's got the hallmark. She's got... And plus... She's got the voice for it. Look, and also, she's... Look, she's a non-bullshit-tolerating kind of girl exactly, as well. <laughs> exactly. No bullshit. No bullshit. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would honestly love to meet her, though. I think she'd be a fucking love. I think especially if we explained a lot... If we ever met her, me, yeah. you, and Sam, we'd explain the law about how she's the girl. I think she'd actually be well on it. I think she would be... I think she'd actually be up for that crack, yeah. She, I think she'd crease. Yeah. <laughs> Someone needs to send Maisie Peters this podcast. Yeah, Maisie, if you're watching, she needs to know that she's the top three songs is, of 2023. Yeah, if you're if you're watching this, I can't tell if Ewan's being completely satirical. Um, no, oh no, I'm being dead serious. Yeah, I am being dead serious. I think all three of the tunes that I referenced fuck so hard. That's about it in terms of like any of her good music being good. That's a, that is about it. Yeah. But all three tunes, I've listened to them enough this year. I'd gotten into them enough this year that, like, I actually sit and listen to them as bangers. Yeah. And I, at one point, I've considered all three being in my top albums of the year. Top songs, yeah. The top songs of the year. Yeah. Wait, what did I rate her album in my album ranking? Hold on. Uh, Maisie, if you are listening to this, um, yeah, you're the best love. Uh, her album got so her album got a ten point. Her album got a rating of ten point five out of twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my notes on the album 
let me read this out to you. This is a bit this is a bit rude to be fair. I've, I've done a dirty a bit here. I've said begins awfully. <laughs> Horrible production for the most part. Gets better towards the middle with some decent songs, which are probably the three songs that I'm talking about here. <laughs> Uh, vocal melodies are good, but the terrible delivery and accents ruin them. Accents, plural. Yeah, exactly. But no, Maisie Peters, we think you're great. Uh, don't take don't take any of this to heart. We think you're great. No. You, you're probably a laugh. You're, you're uh, sure, I'm sure, honestly, she seems absolutely lovely. It seems absolutely lovely. Yeah. If you know any of us get if it yeah if any of us do go to like truck or Kendall if she plays them and we have press and we can interview you that would be amazing. I'm sure you'd be dead up for the crack. So, Maisie Peters, come on the main stage podcast. Come on, man. Yeah. That's it. Give the people oh, me Alfie and Maisie Peters. Oh, we could do like a big event episode where it's me, you, and Sam and yeah. Maisie Peters in a call. That would be so fucking funny. You just have a laugh, have a laugh man. Yeah. Right. I'm, I might email. I might email him actually. <laughs> Right then. Are we are we done? Oh, yeah, that's me. Are we done with Maisie Peters? That is my that's my whole list. That's Ewan's top ten done. Ending on me. We don't have the same number one. Imagine. Um, yeah, that was a weird. Oh yeah, weird that happened, moment, didn't it? Because it all just crossed over and just like you know we all, you know, did like a little fusion dance by the end of it uh, for the last. Part. Was it Roman Holiday? Or was it I Love it was You? I Love You. Yeah. yeah. It was I Love You? Um, yeah, my number one pick, kind of in a similar vein to Maisie Peters, um, because uh, I think the way I was getting the artistic development call for for Maisie Peters is kind of from this artist who has been pigeonholed. Her, oh, I know where we're going. I know where we're going. Pigeonholed her whole career into being a one-hit wonder. Um, but all you need to do is just look below the slightest bit of surface level to find some of not only the best previous pop music from the 2010s, um, but also some of the best modern pop music you'll hear and the most captivating, in my opinion. And, yeah, as someone who listens to metal, to hip-hop, to rap, to modern rock, post-punk, indie, my number one song is a slow pop ballad. Who would have thought it? My number one song of 2023 is Collage by Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. And I could say I'm not proud of this. I could say I'm not. But I am. I am proud of this. Um, Like, brief history of Carly Rae Jepsen. If you have just heard this name for the first time in 10 years, I wouldn't blame you. Um, She released Call Me Maybe in 2012, blew up overnight, Um, had, like, one of the longest-running number one songs in the UK, I'm pretty sure, for years on end before the charts got absolutely fucked by... Mm -hmm. Uh, big wigs, Taylor Swift and The Weeknd um, but like back in the day she had a number one for absolutely weeks on end um, she then went off the radar because her management sucks dick and do not know how to um, really manage her albums and the rollouts because if she released her song um, if they released her song Run Away With Me as a single it would be hallmarked as one of the best pop songs of all time which it still should be because it is an absolute fucking masterpiece um, yeah yeah, she dropped Emotion in 2015. Uh, she dropped another album in 2019, which I can't remember the name of. I do apologise. I'm not a true Carly Rae Jepsener. Um, but she then, in 2021, released... Um, 2022, sorry. She released uh, The Loneliest Time, which I still kick myself to this day for not putting the title track on my top 10 last year. I had it as an honourable mention, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I put uh, Beg For You 
by um, Charlie XX and Rina Sawayama on there instead. But yeah. this album then came around, and again, I was excited for it. I was so excited for it. Heard Shy Boy, the lead single, the only single, and it was mint. Great single. Funky, bouncy, um, dancey tune. Amazing. Um, and then the whole album dropped, and it was, it was just great. It was just great. And I was thinking, like, how, again, is she... She's done this for the last few albums, released a B-Sides album, but this album always feels like, again, a standalone. This mm-hmm. hangs up, hangs by itself as its own entity. And then getting past Shy Boy, the only single, is then when you got to Collage. And my mind was just blowing because mm-hmm. there was still a part of me that considered Carly Rae Jepsen as a one-hit wonder. There's still a part of your brain. I think that's natural for all these sort of artists to think back to their biggest mm. hit and think like this is all they're known for like you probably think oh they're max a little bit like you know yeah. this is just the chick who made sweet but psycho you probably think the same thing yeah like yeah but going into this song hearing how she's came on leaps and bounds an artist about 10 years 11 years since call me maybe dropped is genuinely phenomenal and it's something that i'd never expect and it, that's that's why it's number one over Crave. With Paramore, I expected that greatness. I expected this is why it'd be so good off them two singles. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm the news from when we recorded that last pod. I knew how good that fucking album was going to be. I never knew how much I would come on to Carly Rae in just the past like year and a bit, two years of listening to her. Like, she's making some of the best pop music going at the moment. And I stand by that statement. And Collage is way way above her pay grade for what she should be making it's actually amazing and the whole album as well whilst you know again it's nothing it's again it is to the naked ear it's nothing special it's just a pop album but you know you take it back a little bit like think about what she was making 10 years ago now what she's making she's making like 80s dancehall psychedelia rave music like psychedelic switch if that was released in the 90s it would be a it would be a clubland classic. Yeah. It would be played in every yeah. single pop world across the fucking UK. Call that a bad, call that a bad, you know, thing to have. But you know, yeah. it would have the legacy. It's amazing, and and yeah, I mean, like she's she's genu- she's genuinely blew my mind with what is capable of pop music, and you know, I think a lot of music nerds or people who just listen to rock music will they'll they'll, de- they'll degrade and downshift mm. pop music to just being shit you hear on the radio but pop music's just not you know it's not really just popular music it's it's own genre it's you know when a pop yeah. well, you know when a song is pop music and you know it's it's what you've been saying about the Maisie Peter stuff it's like you know it's such a versatile genre you can really do whatever you want with it as long yeah. as you make it yours essentially and and yeah I think that's all I've got to say to be honest like phenomenal yeah. track Listen to it the most uh, out of any song this year. It's number one on Spotify. Collier Jepsen forever, man. Outrageous. Yeah. What a ride. Have you got anything to add on, on, on Collier or anything like that? Um, like... I know that she's meant to be good these days. I've not really listened too much. I, yeah. I need to. Um, but no, nah, I, I like her vibe. I like that she seems like a nice person. Yeah, very sweet. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's like, been a ride we'll get Carly Rae and Maisie Peters on the same podcast let's let's have worlds collide um, oh mate 
But yeah, that will do it for this one. Another bumper podcast. I think a little bit shorter than the last one that we did together. Um, but still nearly hit the two-hour mark. But yeah, thank you very much, mate, for taking the time. Hopping on again. Of course, of really course. I, I love it. Yeah, man. Big up. Yeah, again. I, I love doing... Uh, or... Yeah, not even. like. I just I just love I love chatting with the boys about music. It's, it's a fun one. It always is. Um, especially like these long, in-depth, like, end-of-year things. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of plugging, main stage, YouTube channel, and also podcast now on Spotify. Uh-huh. Get them numbers up. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's coming soon? Just a bunch of year-end lists for now. Yeah. I'm working on those. Now that I've got them all like coming, ready. Coming out like tonight or tomorrow, probably. I'll probably just be able to... Yeah, yeah. I can just chuck it up. So, so yeah, I've got, I've got, got a th- a few year-end lists, and then, yeah, it's straight back into, like, top five songs, that type of stuff. And then, yeah, just basically just getting everything out of the way for the festival season, which is going to be a really fun festival season this year. It's quite different. There's a couple new ones that we're throwing in this year that we've never done before. Well, that we've never filmed before. Um, obviously, return, like, Leeds and Druck will be back. Um, very good chance Kendall will be back. I need to see what Sam's doing about press for that. And then the big ones, download. There's, we're going to be, most likely, we're going to be doing download. We're going to get a really fun video out of that. Yeah. And Porto is the big one, Primavera. Lots that's going to be like... Festival involved, fucking love that. Literally, that's going to be... That might be the biggest like video we're ever going to do the way that i'm trying to do the porto video is like i want it to be like half podcast half vlog so like basically do like vlog clips but then have us basically commentating between and kind of like talking about stuff as it happens in the vlog that's the way that i want it to come out kind of like one of the newer joella videos yeah i hear you i hear you on that kind of like where we've got clips and we kind of just talk as it goes through but yeah, so that's the plans for this year. Um, I'm also looking at trying out some new kind of like festival guide type content. Uh, but yeah, that's just a lot of stuff going on. Fair enough, man. Yeah. If you want to find? But yeah, it's just expanding. Anywhere as well. Yeah, man. I'm excited for your future, brother. If you want to find me on anywhere? You know, have a crack. Alfie underscore Clock Twelve on the Bird app or the X app, whatever you want to call it nowadays. Um, yeah, Black White FPL um, on Twitter as well. And if anyone is an FPL fan has been listening um, throughout all the way uh, on this podcast, uh, I'm rolling me transfer this week and I'm captaining Salah. So there's your, there's your fantasy uh, <laughs> input for this week. Gun <laughs> fuck yourself. Uh, aye, that will do it uh, for us, ladies and gentlemen. Hope we've all enjoyed. Uh, let us know your favourite songs for here and all that jazz, all that stuff. And aye. Uh, I've been Alfie Clark he's been Ewan Robertson this has been a black and white FPL podcast the off season and we'll see you in the next one ta cheers